Question 117 of Summa Theologica Secunda Secunde Treatise on the Cardinal Virtues The Virtue of Justice This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Summa Theologica Secunda Secunde Treatise on the Cardinal Virtues the Virtue of Justice, by St. Thomas Aquinas, translated by the Fathers of the English Dominican Province. Question 117. Of Liberality, in Six Articles. We must now consider liberality and the opposite vices, namely, covetousness and prodigality. Concerning liberality, there are six points of inquiry. First, whether liberality is a virtue. Second, what is its matter? Third, of its act. Fourth, whether it pertains thereto to give rather than to take. Fifth, whether liberality is a part of justice. Sixth, of its comparison with other virtues. First article, whether liberality is a virtue. Objection 1. It seems that liberality is not a virtue, for no virtue is contrary to a natural inclination. Now, it is a natural inclination for one to provide for oneself more than for others, and yet it pertains to the liberal man to do the contrary, since according to the philosopher in Ethics 4.1, it is the mark of a liberal man not to look to himself, so that he leaves for himself the lesser things. Therefore, liberality is not a virtue. Objection to further. Man sustains life by means of riches, and wealth contributes to happiness instrumentally, as stated in Ethics eight. Since, then, every virtue is directed to happiness, it seems that the liberal man is not virtuous, for the philosopher says of him in Ethics 4.1 that he is inclined neither to receive nor to keep money, but to give it away. Objection 3 further. The virtues are connected with one another, but liberality does not seem to be connected with the other virtues, since many are virtuous who cannot be liberal, for they have nothing to give and many give or spend liberally who are not virtuous otherwise. Therefore, liberality is not a virtue. On the contrary, Ambrose says in On the Duties of the Clergy 1 that the gospel contains many instances in which a just liberality is inculcated. Now in the gospel, nothing is taught that does not pertain to virtue. Therefore, liberality is a virtue. I answer that, as Augustine says in On Free Will 119, it belongs to virtue to use well the things that we can use ill. Now we may use both well and ill, not only the things that are within us, such as the powers and passions of the soul, but also those that are without such as the things of this world that are granted us for our livelihood. 
Wherefore, since it belongs to liberality to use these things well, it follows that liberality is a virtue. Reply to Objection 1. According to the preaching of Ambrose and Basil, excess of riches is granted by God to some in order that they may obtain the merit of a good stewardship. But it suffices for one man to have few things. Wherefore, the liberal man commendably spends more on others than on himself. Nevertheless, we are bound to be more provident for ourselves in spiritual goods in which each one is able to look after himself in the first place. And yet it does not belong to the liberal man even in temporal things to attend so much to others as to lose sight of himself and those belonging to him. Wherefore Ambrose says, in On the Duties of the Clergy 1, It is a commendable liberality not to neglect your relatives if you know them to be in want. Reply to Objection 2. It does not belong to a liberal man so to give away his riches that nothing is left for his own support, nor the wherewithal to perform those acts of virtue whereby happiness is acquired. Hence the philosopher says in Ethics 4.1 that the liberal man does not neglect his own, wishing thus to be of help to certain people. And Ambrose says again that our Lord does not wish a man to pour out his riches all at once, but to dispense them, unless he do as Elias did, who slew his oxen and fed the poor, that he might not be bound by any household cares. For this belongs to the state of perfection, of which we shall speak further on, in question 184, as well as in question 186, article 3. It must be observed, however, that the very act of giving away one's possessions liberally in so far as it is an act of virtue, is directed to happiness. Reply to Objection 3. As the philosopher says in Ethics 4.1, those who spend much on intemperance are not liberal but prodigal. And likewise, whoever spends what he has for the sake of others sins. Hence Ambrose says in On the Duties of the Clergy 1, if you assist to rob others of their possessions, your honesty is not to be commended, nor is your liberality genuine if you give for the sake of boasting rather than of pity. Wherefore, those who lack other virtues, though they spend much on certain evil works, are not liberal. Again, nothing hinders certain people from spending much on good uses without having the habit of liberality even as men perform works of other virtues before having the habit of virtue, though not in the same way as virtuous people, as stated above in the Pars Prima Secundae, question 65, article 1. In like manner, nothing prevents a virtuous man from being liberal, although he is poor. Hence the philosopher says in Ethics 4.1, liberality is proportionate to a man's substance, that is, his means. For it consists not in the quantity given, but in the habit of the giver. And Ambrose says that it is the heart that makes a gift rich or poor and gives things their value. Second article, whether liberality is about money. 
Objection 1. It seems that liberality is not about money. For every moral virtue is about operations and passions. Now it is proper to justice to be about operations, as stated in Ethics 5.1. Therefore, since liberality is a moral virtue, it seems that it is about passions and not about money. Objection to further. It belongs to a liberal man to make use of any kind of wealth. Now natural riches are more real than artificial riches, according to the philosopher in Politics 1, 5 and 6. Therefore, liberality is not chiefly about money. Objection 3 further. Different virtues have different matter, since habits are distinguished by their objects. But external things are the matter of distributive and commutative justice. Therefore, they are not the matter of liberality. On the contrary, the philosopher says in Ethics 4.1 that liberality seems to be a mean in the matter of money. I answer that, according to the philosopher in Ethics 4.1, it belongs to the liberal man to part with things. Hence liberality is also called open-handedness, largitas, because that which is open does not withhold things but parts with them. The term liberality seems also to allude to this, since when a man quits hold of a thing, he frees it, liberat, so to speak, from his keeping and ownership, and shows his mind to be free of attachment thereto. Now those things which are the subject of a man's free-handedness towards others are the goods he possesses, which are denoted by the term money. Therefore, the proper matter of liberality is money. Reply to Objection 1 As stated above in Article 1, Third Reply, liberality depends not on the quantity given, but on the heart of the giver. Now the heart of the giver is disposed according to the passions of love and desire, and consequently those of pleasure and sorrow towards the things given. Hence the interior passions are the immediate matter of liberality, while exterior money is the object of those same passions. Reply to Objection 2 As Augustine says in his book, De Disciplina Christi, Everything whatsoever man has on earth, and whatsoever he owns, goes by the name of pecunia, money. Because in olden times, men's possessions consisted entirely of pecora, flocks. And the philosopher says in Ethics 4.1, We give the name of money to anything that can be valued in currency. Reply to Objection 3 Justice establishes equality in external things, but has nothing to do, properly speaking, with the regulation of internal passions. Wherefore money is in one way the matter of liberality, and in another way of justice. Third article. Whether using money is the act of liberality. Objection 1. It seems that using money is not the act of liberality. 
for different virtues have different acts. But using money is becoming to other virtues, such as justice and magnificence. Therefore, it is not the proper act of liberality. Objection to further. It belongs to a liberal man not only to give, but also to receive and keep. But receiving and keeping do not seem to be connected with the use of money. Therefore, using money seems to be unsuitably assigned as the proper act of liberality. Objection 3 further. The use of money consists not only in giving, but also in spending it. But the spending of money refers to the spender, and consequently is not an act of liberality, for Seneca says in On Benefits 5, A man is not liberal by giving to himself. Therefore, not every use of money belongs to liberality. On the contrary, the philosopher says in Ethics 4.1, In whatever matter a man is virtuous, he will make the best use of that matter. For he that has the virtue with regard to money will make the best use of riches. Now such is the liberal man. Therefore, the good use of money is the act of liberality. I answer that. The species of an act is taken from its object, as stated above in the Pars Prima Secundae, Question 18, Article 2. Now the object or matter of liberality is money and whatever has a money value, as stated in the foregoing article, second reply. And since every virtue is consistent with its object, it follows that, since liberality is a virtue, its act is consistent with money. Now money comes under the head of useful goods since all external goods are directed to man's use. Hence the proper act of liberality is making use of money or riches. Reply to Objection 1. It belongs to liberality to make good use of riches as such, because riches are the proper matter of liberality. On the other hand, it belongs to justice to make use of riches under another aspect, namely, that of debt, insofar as an external thing is due to another. And it belongs to magnificence to make use of riches under a special aspect, insofar to wit, as they are employed for the fulfillment of some great deed. Hence, magnificence stands in relation to liberality as something in addition thereto, as we shall explain further on in question 134. Reply to Objection 2. It belongs to a virtuous man not only to make good use of his matter or instrument, but also to provide opportunities for that good use. Thus it belongs to a soldier's fortitude not only to wield his sword against the foe, but also to sharpen his sword and keep it in its sheath. Thus too it belongs to liberality not only to use money, but also to keep it in preparation and safety in order to make fitting use of it. Reply to Objection 3 As stated in Article 2, First Reply, the internal passions whereby man is affected towards money 
are the proximate matter of liberality. Hence it belongs to liberality before all that a man should not be prevented from making any due use of money through an inordinate affection for it. Now there is a twofold use of money. One consists in applying it to one's own use and would seem to come under the designation of costs or expenditure, whereas the other consists in devoting it to the use of others and comes under the head of gifts. Hence it belongs to liberality that one be not hindered by an immoderate love of money either from spending it becomingly or from making suitable gifts. Therefore liberality is concerned with giving and spending, according to the philosopher in Ethics 4.1. The saying of Seneca refers to liberality as regards giving, for a man is not said to be liberal for the reason that he gives something to himself. Fourth article. Whether it belongs to a liberal man chiefly to give. Objection 1. It seems that it does not belong to a liberal man chiefly to give. For liberality, like all other moral virtues, is regulated by prudence. Now it seems to belong very much to prudence that a man should keep his riches. Wherefore the philosopher says in Ethics 4.1 that those who have not earned money, but have received the money earned by others, spend it more liberally, because they have not experienced the want of it. Therefore, it seems that giving does not chiefly belong to the liberal man. Objection to further. No man is sorry for what he intends chiefly to do, nor does he cease from doing it. But a liberal man is sometimes sorry for what he has given, nor does he give to all, as stated in Ethics 4.1. Therefore, it does not belong chiefly to a liberal man to give. Objection 3 further. In order to accomplish what he intends chiefly, a man employs all the ways he can. Now a liberal man is not a beggar, as the philosopher observes in Ethics 4.1 and yet by begging he might provide himself with the means of giving to others. Therefore, it seems that he does not chiefly aim at giving. Objection for further. Man is bound to look after himself rather than others. But by spending, he looks after himself, whereas by giving, he looks after others. Therefore, it belongs to a liberal man to spend rather than to give. On the contrary, the philosopher says in Ethics 4.1 that it belongs to a liberal man to surpass in giving. I answer that it is proper to a liberal man to use money. Now the use of money consists in parting with it. For the acquisition of money is like generation rather than use while the keeping of money, insofar as it is directed to facilitate the use of money, is like a habit. Now in parting with a thing, for instance, when we throw something, the farther we put it away, the greater force, virtus, is employed. Hence parting with money by giving it to others 
proceeds from a greater virtue than when we spend it on ourselves. But it is proper to a virtue as such to tend to what is more perfect, since virtue is a kind of perfection, according to Physics 7, 17 and 18. Therefore, a liberal man is praised chiefly for giving. Reply to Objection 1. It belongs to prudence to keep money, lest it be stolen or spent uselessly. But to spend it usefully is not less but more prudent than to keep it usefully, since more things have to be considered in money's use, which is likened to movement, than in its keeping, which is likened to rest. As to those who, having received money that others have earned, spend it more liberally, though not having experienced the want of it, if their inexperience is the sole cause of their liberal expenditure, they have not the virtue of liberality. Sometimes, however, this inexperience merely removes the impediment to liberality, so that it makes them all the more ready to act liberally, because not unfrequently the fear of want that results from the experience of want hinders those who have acquired money from using it up by acting with liberality, as does likewise the love they have for it as being their own effect, according to the philosopher in Ethics 4.1. Reply to Objection 2. As stated in this and the preceding article, it belongs to liberality to make fitting use of money, and consequently to give it in a fitting manner, since this is the use of money. Again, every virtue is grieved by whatever is contrary to its act, and avoids whatever hinders that act. Now two things are opposed to suitably giving, namely, not giving what ought suitably to be given, and giving something unsuitably. Wherefore the liberal man is grieved at both, but especially at the former, since it is more opposed to his proper act. For this reason too he does not give to all, since his act would be hindered were he to give to everyone, for he would not have the means of giving to those to whom it were fitting for him to give. Reply to Objection 3. Giving and receiving are related to one another as act and passion. Now the same thing is not the principle of both action and passion. Hence, since liberality is a principle of giving, it does not belong to the liberal man to be ready to receive, and still less to beg. Hence the verse, In this world he that wishes to be pleasing to many should give often, take seldom, ask never. But he makes provision in order to give certain things according as liberality requires. Such are the fruits of his own possessions, for he is careful about realizing them, that he may make a liberal use thereof. Fifth article. Whether liberality is a part of justice? Objection 1. It seems that liberality is not a part of justice, for justice regards that which is due. Now the more a thing is due, the less liberally it is given. Therefore, liberality is not a part of justice, but is incompatible with it. 
Objection to further. Justice is about operation, as stated above in question 58, article 9, as well as in the pars prima secundae question 60, articles 2 and 3. Whereas liberality is chiefly about the love and desire of money, which are passions. Therefore, liberality seems to belong to temperance rather than to justice. Objection 3 further. It belongs chiefly to liberality to give becomingly, as stated in Article 4. But giving becomingly belongs to beneficence and mercy, which pertain to charity, as stated above in questions 30 and 31. Therefore, liberality is a part of charity rather than of justice. On the contrary, Ambrose says in On the Duties of the Clergy 1, Justice has to do with the fellowship of mankind, for the notion of fellowship is divided into two parts, justice and beneficence, also called liberality or kind-heartedness. Therefore, liberality pertains to justice. I answer that, liberality is not a species of justice, since justice pays another what is his, whereas liberality gives another what is one's own. There are, however, two points in which it agrees with justice. First, that it is directed chiefly to another, as justice is. Secondly, that it is concerned with external things, and so is justice, albeit under a different aspect, as stated in this article and above in Article 2, Third Reply. Hence it is, that liberality is reckoned by some to be a part of justice, being annexed thereto as to a principal virtue. Reply to Objection 1. Although liberality does not consider the legal due that justice considers, it considers a certain moral due. This due is based on a certain fittingness and not on an obligation so that it answers to the idea of due in the lowest degree. Reply to Objection 2. Temperance is about concupiscence in pleasures of the body, but the concupiscence and delight in money is not referable to the body, but rather to the soul. Hence, liberality does not properly pertain to temperance. Reply to Objection 3. The giving of beneficence and mercy proceeds from the fact that a man has a certain affection towards the person to whom he gives, wherefore this giving belongs to charity or friendship. But the giving of liberality arises from a person being affected in a certain way towards money, in that he desires it not or loves it, so that when it is fitting he gives it not only to his friends, but also to those whom he knows not. Hence it belongs not to charity, but to justice, which is about external things. Sixth article. Whether liberality is the greatest of the virtues. Objection 1. It seems that liberality is the greatest of the virtues. For every virtue of man is a likeness to the divine goodness. Now man is likened chiefly by liberality to God, 
who giveth to all men abundantly, and upbraideth not. According to James 1.5, therefore liberality is the greatest of the virtues. Objection to further, according to Augustine in On the Trinity 6.8, in things that are great, but not in bulk, to be greatest is to be the best. Now the nature of goodness seems to pertain mostly to liberality, since the good is self-communicative, according to Dionysius in On the Divine Names for. Hence Ambrose says in On the Duties of the Clergy 1 that justice reclines to severity, liberality to goodness. Therefore, liberality is the greatest of virtues. Objection 3 further. Men are honored and loved on account of virtue. Now Boethius says in On the Consolation of Philosophy 2 that bounty above all makes a man famous. And the philosopher says in Ethics 4.1 that among the virtuous, the liberal are the most beloved. Therefore, liberality is the greatest of virtues. On the contrary, Ambrose says in On the Duties of the Clergy 1 that justice seems to be more excellent than liberality, although liberality is more pleasing. The philosopher also says in Rhetoric 1.9 that brave and just men are honored chiefly, and after them those who are liberal. I answer that every virtue tends towards a good wherefore the greater virtue is that which tends toward the greater good. Now liberality tends towards a good in two ways, in one way, primarily and of its own nature, in another way, consequently. Primarily and of its very nature, it tends to set in order one's affection towards the possession and use of money. In this way, temperance, which moderates desires and pleasures relating to one's own body, takes precedence of liberality. And so do fortitude and justice, which, in a manner, are directed to the common good, one in time of peace, the other in time of war. While all these are preceded by those virtues which are directed to the divine good. For the divine good surpasses all manner of human good, and among human goods, the public good surpasses the good of the individual. And of the last named, the good of the body surpasses those goods that consist of external things. Again, liberality is ordained to a good consequently, and in this way it is directed to all the aforesaid goods. For by reason of his not being a lover of money, it follows that a man readily makes use of it, whether for himself or for the good of others or for God's glory. Thus it derives a certain excellence from being useful in many ways. Since, however, we should judge of things according to that which is competent to them primarily and in respect of their nature, rather than according to that which pertains to them, consequently it remains to be said that liberality is not the greatest of virtues. Reply to Objection 1. God's giving proceeds from his love for those to whom he gives, 
not from his affection towards the thing he gives. Therefore it seems to pertain to charity, the greatest of virtues, rather than to liberality. Reply to Objection 2. Every virtue shares the nature of goodness by giving forth its own act, and the acts of certain other virtues are better than money which liberality gives forth. Reply to Objection 3. The friendship whereby a liberal man is beloved is not that which is based on virtue as though he were better than others, but that which is based on utility, because he is more useful in external goods, which as a rule men desire above all others. For the same reason he becomes famous. End of question 117 Read by Michael Shane Craig Lambert, L.C.